This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Good afternoon, everyone, on this beautiful Friday afternoon. The sun is shining and all looks well out there today. A little bit nippy, put on your sweater, that's all. Well, this Tuesday, May 17th, is World Hypertension Day. Newfoundland and Labrador has some of the highest rates of blood pressure in the country, and most people don't even know they have it. It's called the silent killer. Hypertension or high blood pressure is the leading cause of death and disability worldwide. Memorial University School of Pharmacy is conducting a study on high blood pressure and blood pressure levels and control in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are part of the research team. They include team lead and assistant professor, Dr. Tiffany Lee. Hello. Good morning, or I should say good afternoon. Right, and Associate Professor Dr. Stephanie Lee. Hello, uh, sorry, Stephanie Young. Hello. Hello, thanks for having us. And you're both with Munn School of Pharmacy? Yes. All right. So I guess, uh, Dr. Tiffany Lee, let's start with you. What is hypertension or high blood pressure? So, um, Linda, essentially, you know, high blood pressure... um, it's, it's really the force of blood against the walls in your blood vessels. Um, and so when, you're, when you have high blood pressure, it essentially means that there's too much pressure in your blood vessels. And, you know, over time, um, that can lead to damaging your blood vessels and uh, can cause some damage to your organs as well. So what causes that? Well, um, there are, you know, there's a number of causes and there's a number of risk factors for high blood pressure. Um, it would be things like, for example, family history, age, um, your sex, for example. And these are, you know, some risk factors that we can't change or modify. Uh, but there are other factors as well, um, like, uh, and these would be modifiable factors like our smoking status, um, how much alcohol we might consume, for example, exercise and diet would be some other risk factors as well. Are men and women equally affected? Well, we're seeing kind of a change in that, actually. Um, At one point in time, Linda, uh, we saw that um, there was a higher prevalence among men. And now what we're seeing is that um, the prevalence among women uh, is growing, in fact. And are women protected from high blood pressure for a certain period of time? I'm thinking, you know, premenopausal versus menopausal? Well, um... There's certainly a greater risk following menopause, uh, but, you know, as, as you've just mentioned at the beginning of your show there, uh, you know, uncontrolled high blood, pres- blood pressure over a period of time uh, can lead to, you know, some things that we, we don't want to experience as well. And, and it, it is uh, often asymptomatic. You know, we can have elevated blood pressure and not know. It's often called the silent killer. How does high blood pressure affect the body? So what would happen is that if you have if you have high blood pressure, it can um, cause some damage to your heart. Um, you know, it's it's a major cause of heart disease. It can cause uh, it can contribute to uh, stroke as well. Um, so those would be some of the some of the outcomes of high blood pressure. Um, 
there are others, of course, and, and maybe I'll throw it over to Stephanie to speak a little bit more about that. Certainly. So, yeah, as, um, as Tiffany had mentioned, I mean, um, high blood pressure can affect the heart, can affect um, the brain by causing a stroke. It can affect the kidneys. So certainly one of the reasons that um, patients can end up on dialysis, for example, um, include having uh, high blood pressure for a long time. Right, because we often associate dialysis with uh, diabetes, but high blood pressure can affect the, the kidneys in a very profound way. Yes, for sure. And, you know, often what we see as well is um, in patients with diabetes, they will also have high blood pressure. So these um, two often go hand in hand. Do you know you have blood pressure? Are there signs that you may have high blood pressure? Not necessarily, and this is certainly the challenge, is that as, as Tiffany had mentioned, it's often asymptomatic. So people um, don't know that their blood pressure uh, is elevated. Sometimes they can have symptoms like headaches or dizziness, uh, but often there are no symptoms, which is why having your blood pressure measured at regular intervals is important. Is stress a factor? It can be. Um, it may not be as um, as significant as some of the other um, factors such as smoking, um, but certainly we know that uh, significant stress can increase your blood pressure. So why are rates so high here in Newfoundland and Labrador? Is it our our famous lifestyle or or, or the genetics here? What what or a combination of those factors? Probably a combination, but certainly we know as well with, uh, with high blood pressure that it increases um, as we age. And certainly a number of um, our lifestyle factors uh, in this province contribute um, to increased levels of, of high blood pressure, such as, um, you know, uh, diabetes, as, as I mentioned, you know, inactivity, um, sodium in our diet uh, certainly contributes um, as well. So there are a number of reasons why um, I think this province, unfortunately, is out front. Are there any myths surrounding blood pressure? I, I, I know I've heard people myself say, wow, I was surprised to find out I have blood, high blood pressure. I mean, I'm slim. I exercise all the time. Are there any myths surrounding it? I mean, certainly, certainly there are in terms of, um, you know, who is at risk. Uh, as uh, Tiffany had mentioned, you know, certainly the genetics, um, you know, can contribute. Um, and in many cases, we don't know uh, why a person develops um, high blood pressure. Um, that's probably the most common cause is that um, there's no clear reason in what's called primary hypertension. So, um, you know, certainly uh, the fact that um, patients can have high blood pressure and not know it, I think, is, is certainly um, an issue. And, you know, who is at risk? For the most part, you know, most of us eventually are going to be at risk of having high blood pressure. 
which is why testing is so important uh, to know what your blood pressure is at different times and throughout the week or month or year or whatever the case may be. And I want to talk to you both about that coming up right after this. My guests today on On Target are with Memorial University School of Pharmacy. They include assistant professor Dr. Tiffany Lee, who is also the team lead on this particular research study, and associate professor Dr. Stephanie Young. And we'll talk a little bit about what you're doing and what World Hypertension Day is all about coming up right after this. Weekday mornings from 5.30 to 9. Jumpstart your day with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy. Newsmakers, traffic, weather, and more during your VOCM morning show. This is On Target on your VOCM. And my guests today are with Memorial University School of Pharmacy. They include assistant professor Dr. Tiffany Lee and associate professor Dr. Stephanie Young. And uh, Dr. Lee, I wanted to ask you, because the reason why we have you on here today is because Tuesday is World Hypertension Day. What's the significance of that? That's a great question, Linda. So World Hypertension Day is celebrated every year on uh, May 17th, and... um, The goal really of the day is to increase awareness about hypertension and to uh, encourage folks to get out and get their uh, blood pressure measured. And you know the theme for this year is know your numbers. The day is itself organized by um, a group called the World Hypertension League. And uh, that particular group is, you know, it's, it's really an umbrella organization, I'll say, that consists of more than, you know, 80 hypertension societies and leagues from all over the world. Um, so, again, it's, it's really just a day that focuses on raising awareness about uh, hypertension or high blood pressure and encouraging people, you know, to uh, get to know their numbers. So you're taking part in this research study. Tell us a little bit about what it's all about. Sounds good, yeah. Um, so we, uh, you know, we want to really gain a better understanding of blood pressure levels and blood pressure control among uh, adults in our province. And you know, through, through our research, and our research is actually going to happen on May 17th, um, you know, and, and we have a number of organizational partners that are, uh, you know, in support of this research. For example, like Hypertension Canada, the World Hypertension League, and so on. Uh, But what uh, we hope to achieve is really to estimate, you know, to look at how many adults, what's the proportion of adults in our province who have elevated blood pressure at this point in time. So that will give us a better idea of, as I said, blood pressure levels and control in the province. So what is a good high uh, blood pressure level? Where should you be? That really depends, Linda, on um, a couple things. You know, most people, when they hear when they hear about um, you know high blood pressure, they often think, okay, well, you know, I need to uh, keep my blood pressure at a level below 120 over 80. And I'm sure folks uh, have heard that number before. Um, and ideally, you know, blood pressure should be below 120 over 80 to maintain good health um, and, of course, to reduce our risk of uh, stroke, heart disease, and other conditions. But uh, our targets really depend on a number of factors like our age, other health conditions that we might have, um, and where our readings are being taken. So, um, you know, if, if you have uh, diabetes, for example, um, the 
blood pressure targets set by Hypertension Canada is what we often refer to as healthcare professionals. Um, and so for patients, for example, uh, with diabetes, we would be aiming, um, you know, if it's safe to do so and it doesn't uh, result in um, any, you know, I'll say adverse effects for the patient, we would be looking at for a patient with diabetes, for example, a blood pressure target of uh, less than 130 over, over 80. Um, but then for others um, who don't have uh, diabetes, um, you know, if, if you have a blood pressure of less than 140 over 90, uh, then we would consider that to be okay as well. And is there a significance in those numbers, uh, the, the 130 over 80 or the 120 over 80? What are you, which one are you most interested in or does it make a difference? Well, again, it depends on, you know, um, your health history, right? Um, so as I said, you know, ideally, uh, you know, we'd want to have a blood pressure less than 120 over 80, but that's not always possible. And in fact, some folks might... Um, might not be able to tolerate a blood pressure that low depending on their age and so on. So it's, it's not, you know, it's, uh, there's a number of factors that influence what the target is. But generally speaking, uh, we, you know, as healthcare professionals would, would look at what uh, the research has told us and what uh, groups like Hypertension Canada say about it. So for an individual with, you know, diabetes, we would be looking at 130 over 80 as being you know, the ideal target, and it's, it varies from individual to individual, and we have to consider the whole individual, you know. Um, so that's kind of how we would interpret, interpret the values as clinicians. So how do those two numbers break down? Let's say 120 over 80. What does the 120 mean? What does the 80 mean? And, and is there significance in those two numbers? Yes. So um, the top number, so we often did, you often hear folks refer to it in that way as well. So the top number, the 120, for example, um, is what we call your systolic blood pressure. So what that means is that it's the highest level, essentially, of pressure reached as your heart beats, right? And the bottom number, 80, we call that your diastolic blood pressure, um, and that would be like the lowest level of pressure um, as your heart sort of relaxes between beats. So that's what the numbers mean. Um, in terms of their significance. We consider both numbers, uh, but the systolic blood pressure is one that we're often a little bit more uh, concerned about and interested in knowing about. But in saying that both numbers are important and it would be part of like an assessment uh, that a healthcare provider would uh, use as part of their health assessment of an individual. So how is this uh, research study going to be conducted? Who's eligible to take part and how will it happen? So the research project is actually going to happen in communities throughout the province, and we have um, we have more than 30 community pharmacies across the province who are going to be taking part. Uh, so the pharmacist, or you know maybe a pharmacy student, we have lots of pharmacy students right now from the school of pharmacy out on their placements. Um, so they'll be engaged in this project as well under the supervision of a pharmacist, of course. Um, and so they will uh, engage in measuring blood pressure uh, for individuals who wish to take part in the project. So that's, it's all, as I said, it's all happening uh, May 17th, which is World Hypertension Day. Um, and we have, you know, we have information on um, the School of Pharmacy's website about the project and for a list of uh, pharmacies that are taking part. 
Uh, so for our listeners today, you know, the School of Pharmacy's website would be uh, www.mun.ca forward slash pharmacy. And of course, if, you know, if, if there's anyone who has um, any questions specifically, they can certainly reach out to me as well. My information is on, uh, is on the website. What are you hoping to learn from it? Well, we want to, you know, we want to really gain a better understanding of uh, blood pressure levels. So we're, you know, looking at estimating the number of people in the province or the proportion of people in the province who have uh, elevated blood pressure at this point in time. That'll give us a better idea, you know, of where we stand today. Um, We all know that, you know, COVID-19 has sort of changed, uh, has interrupted care for, you know, obvious reasons with the pandemic protections that were in place. And so we feel that now is a really good time to um, do some uh, research to find out uh, what, uh, what the blood pressure levels are in our communities across the province. And what are you hoping to do with those numbers once you start compiling them? Well, um, you know, we will we'll use that information to present it to healthcare professionals. Uh, we'll certainly engage with policymakers. Um, you know, we may, at the School of Pharmacy, we like to do, you know, outreach to uh, communities and to individuals, so we may also engage in doing some, you know, public presentations and so on. And I suppose if something comes your way that appears to be troubling or whatever, you would obviously tell them, you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. So as part of the, you know, as part of the study, there are... Um, certain things that we want to, you know, uh, certain pieces of information that we would collect as part of the study. But the pharmacists out there are going to be providing usual care, right? So, you know, um, it would be the standard of care. So, if, you know, if I was practicing in a community pharmacy, and I don't actually practice in a community pharmacy uh, at this time, but if I was, you know, I would certainly engage uh, with patients um, to answer their questions, to connect them with other healthcare providers if the need was there, um, to make referrals, um, and to provide some, you know, uh, education around strategies to reduce uh, blood pressure, to lower blood pressure. And in fact, uh, there's lots of wonderful resources available to individuals. You know, um, Hypertension Canada has a uh, you know, a, a dedicated a page on their website for individuals, for patients, and uh, you know, really, really good information there. If uh, if folks are looking for some um, additional resources as well. My guests today on On Target are Assistant Professor Dr. Tiffany Lee and Associate Professor Dr. Stephanie Young, who I hope to bring into the conversation during the next period. Both are with Munn's School of Pharmacy. Tuesday is World Hypertension Day, and they're participating in a research study. Uh, We'll be back right after this. The Workday winds down with Greg Smith in the drive. Get up to speed on the day's events and current traffic, weather, and community updates each weekday afternoon on your VOCM. This is On Target on your VOCM. My guests today are talking about hypertension, high blood pressure, and they're involved in a research study with Munn's School of Pharmacy. It's being led by Assistant Professor Dr. Tiffany Lee and Associate Professor Dr. Stephanie Young is also involved. And uh, uh, Dr. Young, a lot of people may already have a blood pressure monitor. Is there a right way or wrong way to measure your blood pressure? Yeah, there absolutely is. Um, Great question. 
And I'll often tell my students, because I teach the undergrad students um, in pharmacy this, uh, this topic, is that how you get the number is almost as important as the number that you get. Um, so there is certainly um, technique to making sure you get an accurate uh, blood pressure. And um, certainly Hypertension Canada has a great uh, infographic or picture on their website for patients so that they can see exactly how they should be doing it. So some of the, um, the tips that need to be considered is that patients should be um, rested for, you know, at least five minutes, um, no um, caffeine or nicotine within a half hour. They should be comfortably seated with their feet flat on the floor um, and their arm supported on, you know, a table and um, their back supported by um, the back of a chair. And um, it's important as well that the cuff that they use should be um, the right size or a different size cuff. And certainly, you know, your um, community pharmacy or other healthcare provider can help make sure you have the right size. And um, so those are some of the things that, that are important in terms of measuring the blood pressure. The other thing is for patients, if they're measuring their blood pressure at home with um, their own machine, is making sure it's a validated machine so that it measures um, accurately and appropriately. And Hypertension Canada as well has on their website a list of uh, machines that are validated, so have accurate measurements. I bought a little blood pressure cuff monitor thing uh, some time ago and uh, was doing it and apparently doing it all wrong. I had my legs crossed. And I know that whenever I've had that done in the doctor's office, the doctor's always, nah, 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 nah. uncross your legs, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, I was getting readings that really I shouldn't have been alive. <laughs> so clearly I didn't have it on the right part of my arm and uh, my arm wasn't you know in the right position and the cuff was either too tight or too loose um, yeah. so all of that's important isn't it absolutely and you know certainly if a patient has a machine and is not sure you know if they're doing it correctly they can you know bring their machine um, into their healthcare provider such as their pharmacist or, or their um, their doctor and just make sure that they're doing it correctly because as you mentioned, the other uh, important things are, you know, it's um, the position on the arm and how tight it is. Um, they can affect the number that you get as well. Does your blood pressure fluctuate naturally throughout the day? Is there a better time to test your blood pressure than another? Not necessarily um, a better time. We do know that blood pressure varies throughout the day and, and certainly can change from minute to minute depending on, um, on what you're doing, you know, if you're sitting versus if you've just walked up the stairs. So we do know that um, the blood pressure varies. And it's generally, for most people, um, the lowest overnight when you're asleep. And it'll often increase, you know, as you're waking up and, and getting up and getting on with your day. Um, so in terms of measuring blood pressure, if we're getting a, or having a patient uh, measure their blood pressure at home, often what we'll do is get them to vary the time um, that they measure it. So, um, you know, maybe in the morning as well as uh, in the evening. How is blood pressure typically treated? So with regard to treatment, um, 
you know, certainly the the lifestyle strategies that uh, that Tiffany had mentioned are important um, and can actually be in some ta- in some cases equivalent to um, a low dose of a medication in terms of their effect on blood pressure. And what I mean there is, you know, if you had a lot of salt in your diet and you reduce the amount of salt in your diet significantly, then that has a, a positive impact on bringing your blood pressure down. But certainly for everyone, um, the lifestyle uh, strategies may not always work, and so sometimes medications are needed. And if medications are needed, there's a variety of medications that are um, available, and we choose them based on you know having the least possible side effects, or sometimes if a patient has other health conditions um, like heart disease or diabetes, that may um, help us choose one medication um, over another. You mentioned reducing your sodium intake, and I think a lot of people understand those correlations between the use of salt in uh, in your food preparation and, and not. Uh, but are there other drug-free ways to treat hypertension? Certainly there are. So uh, smoking cessation, so stopping smoking, if, uh, if that's something that, uh, that a person does, can have a positive impact on bringing their blood pressure down. Um, things like activity uh, and exercise, and it doesn't, you know, have to be um, a lot, even small amounts of exercise, uh, walking, um, swimming, uh, cycling, those sorts of things um, are uh, helpful to reduce blood pressure. Reducing body weight, even by, you know, 10% can have a positive impact on bringing down your blood pressure. Is there a role that uh, pharmacists can play in helping to monitor and treat high blood pressure? Absolutely. And um, there's, you know, certainly been some studies that have been done uh, looking at that specifically in having pharmacists uh, help uh, patients manage their blood pressure in terms of, you know, um, what the targets are, helping uh, get the right medication at the right dose and following up patients um, as well. So certainly there is a role for, uh, for pharmacists as part of the healthcare team. My guests today on On Target are Assistant Professor Dr. Tiffany Lee, and we just heard from Associate Professor Dr. Stephanie Young. They're both with Munns School of Pharmacy, and they're involved in a new research study on hypertension in Newfoundland and Labrador, fanning out across uh, 30 community pharmacies in uh, the province. Uh, We'll be back right after this. Weekdays on VOCM, it's Open Line with your host, Patty Daly. Join the conversation each morning from 9 a.m. to noon on your VOCM. We get people talking. This is On Target on your VOCM. And this coming Tuesday is World Hypertension Day. And uh, what better day than to test your blood pressure? And uh, Munn School of Pharmacy is involved in a research study that they'll be conducting on Tuesday, World Hypertension Day, at a variety of community pharmacies right across Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, Assistant professor with Munn's School of Pharmacy, Dr. Tiffany Lee, is leading this research study. Uh, Dr. Lee, how can people get involved? Well, I would uh, encourage folks to uh, go to our website um, and take a look at the information that's uh, listed there. And then, of course, um, if they're interested in per- you know, taking part in the study, um, then they can certainly um, you know, attend one of the pharmacies or go to one of the pharmacies noted on our website on, uh, on May 17th. 
But as I mentioned before, you know, uh, we do have some information on our webpage about, uh, about the research project and uh, what's involved and so on. Um, Linda, I just wanted to go back to our conversation before we conclude for today about uh, blood pressure targets. Um, and I'd like for, you know, the listeners today to uh, walk away, I guess, uh, with, uh, you know, a final thought on uh, their blood pressure targets. Um, you know, I would encourage our listeners to, you know, consult with their healthcare professional, of course, um, only your healthcare professional who, you know, knows your history and your medical conditions and so on can really tell you what your targets should be. So, you know, you'll read about blood pressure targets in patient information resources and, and um, you know, you'll read about it online. But it's always important to have a chat with either your physician or your pharmacist or your nurse practitioner uh, about what your specific target would be, um, what's safe for you, and uh, how, how you can help uh, or how you can manage your blood pressure to ensure that we reduce any like, further risk of um, heart disease, stroke, or any other uh, complications that might result from uh, long-standing high blood pressure. Right, because uh, a a good blood pressure for me might be different than a good pl- blood pressure for you. Exactly, and that was you know what I was mentioning. There's a lot of factors you know that we would consider, um, and it, you know we need to take all that into consideration. And that's why it's so important, uh, you know, to engage with your healthcare provider and and to seek seek care from them and to to gain you know information. I think you know. Um, the Internet is a wonderful place, and it has helped us uh, find lots of very valuable information, and it empowers so many individuals. But when it comes to your health, it's important to, you know, engage with your, with your provider, to engage with your, as I said, your pharmacist, your physician, and so on, um, and to talk about that. And, and then, you know, you have, they say power or knowledge is power. Then once you have that knowledge, uh, certainly you can uh, take steps then, uh, to to help lower your blood pressure if it is in fact elevated. And people who participate in this uh, in this study, it, what kind of information do they need to know about what that information, where the information about them is going, what kind of information you're collecting? So yes, we have a study information letter that's posted on our webpage. Um, and that outlines all of that information, in fact, uh, where you know the information will be stored what types of information we're collecting, and so on. So I would, um, you know, suggest to our listeners that they visit the School of Pharmacy's webpage, take a look at it, uh, take a look at the study information letter, and if you have any questions uh, about the research itself, um, you can certainly uh, reach out to me. Um, and my email address is uh, just as my name reads, right? It's uh, tiffany.lee at mun.ca, and I certainly would be happy to answer any questions um, that our listeners today might have. And, you know, at the School of Pharmacy, we really love to do, you know, community outreach, whether it's in a, you know, as a part of a research project or um, just doing, you know, uh, community-based activities. And our students are so wonderful, you know, they're out there uh, on their placements now, engaging with the public. Um, and uh, 
We also, you know, have uh, other resources available at the School of Pharmacy as well, and I'm sure our listeners have heard, you know, heard of our medication therapy services clinic. So there's lots of resources available through the School of Pharmacy, and if our uh, listeners today are interested in learning more, they can certainly go to, go to our website. Right, because you're busy all the time. We're super busy, Linda. <laughs> we, uh, we're a busy group, you know, and um, I think... We, we love to, you know, we love to get our students out engaged in the community as well. And we have such a wonderful student body, and we're so proud of all of our students. You know, our entry to practice um, PharmD graduates and our working professional PharmD students and so on. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're a busy group, and we love having an opportunity to come on your show. You host us all the time, so thank you for that. Well, you, you're doing so much interesting work, I have to be honest. And I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd. I like science-y, medical-y stuff. <laughs> so it's right up my alley. And uh, hopefully it helps people learn a lot more about themselves and, uh, and how to take care of themselves, that kind of thing. Uh, stay healthy and, you know, because we all want to, you know, live our best lives. Exactly. Isn't that, and I mean, when you see a day like today, the glorious sun is shining it makes you uh, realize we want to live our best lives, maybe not in the dead of winter <laughs> when it's cold and we have, like, you know, lots of snow. But certainly a day like today, we definitely want to live our best lives, don't we? <laughs> exactly. And it never hurts to understand a little bit more about yourself because things like high blood pressure, you simply don't know you have it. And if you do have it, it's good to have that bit of knowledge so that you can make those changes if you need to make them and talk to your doctor and find out what's right for you. Exactly. Absolutely. And the other uh, point is um, we've seen with COVID, um, with uh, decreased access in person, that blood pressures weren't being measured. So this is what we want to, you know, highlight as well and and get back to. Excellent. So uh, just uh, uh, do a little Google search, uh, Memorial University School of Pharmacy. You should be able to find all the information there. Find out where these um, research studies are taking place. 30 pharmacies, you say, right across the province. So there should be one somewhere near you, and you should be able to pop in and get your blood pressure taken. I want to thank you both for coming on the show this afternoon. Um, Any final thoughts? Just to say thank you again. Thank you uh, for having us on today, and thank you for our listeners for joining in. Yep, thanks very much. And uh, just to have the listeners make sure they know their numbers. <laughs> thank you both. And if anything uh, sort of gets the blood pumping, I don't know if it raises your blood pressure or not, but to get the blood <laughs> pumping, there are two things involved. One is good weather. The other one is fallen in love. So we're going to go out today with a, a bit of Robert Palmer, a bad case of loving you.